Hello and welcome to the Make Better Photos and Videos podcast. This is episode number 218. I am Ross. And I am the other guy. <laughs> Does the other guy have a name today? It depends. It depends. I'm Gordon. Okay. I've been watching For All Mankind. I'm tempted to call you Gordo. <laughs> well, everybody else does, so yeah, oh, go for they? it. <laughs> okay. All right. We're going to stick with Gordon. By the way, we had some nice compliments uh, pre-show uh, yesterday. They they like they like hearing you on the on the episode as a balancing for me. <laughs> well, that was why you asked me to join you. So yeah, yeah. yeah. One, okay. one, one sane and one not so much. Guess which one's which. <laughs> so, so a couple of club meetings ago, you ran through a tutorial on what was the new Lightroom Classic 13. But I still don't understand how and where to use the HDR button that now shows up in the basic panel beside the auto and the black and white. Uh, can you delve into this and explain this function a bit? Absolutely. And our listeners will be gratified to know that this will be a very short episode. Okay, my services are not required. Okay, let's go. So the HDR button is meant to expand the histogram into two layers, SDR, standard definition, and HDR, high definition, or high de dynamic range, pardon me, to provide more fine control, but of the highlights in an HDR image. Oh. Okay, but hang on a second. You've documented mathematically that the Lightroom histogram on its best day is close enough, as in hand grenades and maybe horseshoes, and that a raw photographer should never really trust it as it's based on an embedded JPEG which is compressed at some unknown level. That is true. I did prove that the histogram provides minimal value, if any. I never use it myself, and I don't recommend it to anyone else, nor do I recommend believing what appears on the LCD on the back of your camera as being accurate and certainly not any in-camera histogram, unless your preferred shooting format is JPEG standard. In which case, you're not reading this site or listening to this podcast anyway. Okay. It's, it's, it's a really good thing that you don't, don't have strong opinions about this. But about that highlight stuff, doesn't an HDR process allow for better shadow detail delivery as well as better highlight delivery? Well, that's the fundamental idea between high dynamic range. However, HDR, that whole process, is really a non-starter these days because today's sensors in our modern cameras have so much native dynamic range. It's not like when they only had six stops of dynamic range and a strong HDR, something that went plus three and minus three, would deliver 12 stops of dynamic range. Presuming, of course, that the masking and layering process worked properly. Today, most sensors natively deliver 12 stops and more of dynamic range, 
And if we extend that dynamic range further, the typical display that's in use can't show them anyway because the average display that's in use by photographers is only 8 bits deep. Even a true photographic display that delivers 100% Adobe RGB, which is 16 bits deep, is going to tap out being unable to display an HDR made with a camera on top of the native 12-stop dynamic range that comes in the sensor. Uh, so, so, is that why there's been no significant change in any HDR software in the last five years or so? Yeah, I mean, it used to be really worthwhile to some, but now it's got really no value to anyone. Unless, of course, you're working with a really old sensor and a really new photographic-grade display. Okay, but uh, so it sounds like you need uh, two things to make it work. But that's not how things are positioned, though. Of course not, because we know that there is no check on the veracity of marketing claims. The decent marketing claims are merely stretches. The indecent ones are more properly called lies. And another, another strong opinion there. Okay, so this new HDR button does nothing to help define shadow detail, where sensors are least efficient? Nope, not a darn thing. That's annoying. But what about the highlight control? Well, you have to read the documentation in this case that very clearly states that for this thing to even work at all and for you to be able to see it, if you're using a Macintosh computer, it has to be a MacBook Pro 14 or 16 inch with the XDR display from 2021 or later that has the upgraded dedicated GPU. Or if you're using an Apple Pro XDR display attached to your equivalently named MacBook from earlier with that upgraded GPU. Otherwise, you hit the button in it, you get a little red thing that says, yeah, I can't show you anything because you don't have the right gear. Oh, dear. Click here to learn more. Which doesn't generally teach you very much more. It just tells you that you're SOL. <laughs> I know. Don't need to pay a lot of money for that. That happens all the time. Okay, but what about people using Windows? Well, for those who do use Windows, they need to have a computer with a dedicated GPU general recommendation is at least eight gigabytes of GPU memory, and they have to be using a Visa certified display, that's V-E-S-A, not V-I-S-A, <laughs> Visa certified display with a validated HDR rating of 1000 or more. Understand that most displays that you buy at best will do HDR 10 which is quite a bit less than a 1,000. Yes, that certainly is. And uh, all those numbers that you just threw up there, uh, I certainly don't understand, and I'm certain that a lot of other people won't understand either. But I'm guessing that to break that down, it breaks down into the number of people who could use this function is extremely limited. Uh, limited is a very polite 
way of describing it. Well, I'm a polite person you most are of the time. Generally, the whole thing is utterly useless because even if you could see it, the areas that HDR was first designed to provide the most value in is in the blacks and the shadows where the sensor's data capture capability is at its weakest, not in the highlights where the sensor already captures the most data. So what I'm hearing then is that there is really no point to any of this at all other than marketing being able to say that it has an HDR mode. It sure looks and smells that way. I don't work for Adobe. I have no idea why this fallacy exists at all. Really, it shouldn't exist given how limited and how incomplete it is. It really is misleading to customers. Well, I'm really glad that we covered that because I feared that I was missing a really useful tool. Is there an alternative that works better and covers the full tonal range? Well, in fairness, you know there is, and it's existed for a long time. And it's called Exposed to the Right. We've talked about it on this podcast and in articles at thephotovideoguide.ca. Yes, we have. And there's been a lot of discussion about that between me and my friends. So... I'm glad you tackled this for a number of reasons. One, if a listener is delving into this and using a text that is a few years old, as, as usual, I did recently, they may come away thinking that HDR is, in fact, the sliced bread equivalent. Well, you're right, because back when those tests were created, and when sensors only had six stops of dynamic range, that was in fact true. But it's not true anymore. Yes, but, but the, the text I'm referring to is actually written by a very reputable person. And um, when I checked, I found that the book had been actually written a few years ago. So number two is, nowhere in the last few years have I heard anyone, including some fairly reputable sources, Reevaluate this in the light of the changing dynamic range of the sensors. Well, that may in fact be true. Unfortunately, science doesn't sell advertising. Mm, true. And I have heard you explain why HDR range built into our recent cameras is pointless and ineffective. But I have to confess, I didn't tie all the pieces together. Well, I think you're talking about the HDR representation in a histogram, right? It's well, the histogram that's mostly useless. Yes, but you, you also said that the dynamic range is such now that the two stops up and two stops down that the camera, or uh-huh. maybe three that the camera gives you, is totally pointless because you can go significantly higher than that without to get any effect from over and under exposing. Uh, thanks, and that's a great point that you make for clarity for people, because I know there are folks who still use that auto bracketing function. Sure. You know, go plus two to minus two. Frankly, your sensor's already delivering that capability without the hassle without of doing that, yes. making multiple images and then merging them. And the other thing that became apparent is that just yesterday, <clears throat> I was discussing with one of our members 
the results of the ETR exercise that you spoke to us about. Uh, I tried it and I could retrieve highlights back from exposure compensation value of plus three, where the native image was completely blown out. And when I readjusted it, everything was back with no blowouts. And again, I didn't twig what we were talking about until I realized the age difference between his camera sensor and my camera sensor, because he was blowing out at about two, and I couldn't understand why he was having this. So I'm curious on that. Where was he seeing them blowing out? On the, the LCD? I, I don't know. We didn't go into... Right. So, and this is a this is another issue with folks trying ETTR, in that they do what is required, but then they judge it based on the LCD on the back of the camera. Right, and I don't know whether he did that or not. Which is an eight bit display, and it's absolutely going to look blown out. So don't use it. I mean, that's one of the principles, right? It's a challenge for folks because doing ETTR where you're going you know, plus three, plus four, even plus five, that LCD or your EVF is going to say, you screwed up. Mm -hmm. Because ETTR is a two-step process. And in fact, I just saw last night a very reputable YouTube presenter. This is one that even you like, so uh, that's saying something. Uh, but she was talking about using the the, the lighting adjustments, and uh, she was talking about the blinkies, the the red blinkies and the blue blinkies, and and I so I was thinking to myself that well I don't know when this was when this was made, but again uh, you've you've already gone past that. Well, that's an unfortunate reality, you know. There are good folks talented folks making videos that don't age out. So you could search well, for it that's right. yeah. and you'll find it. But it might be two, three, six, eight years old. Sure. And while it might have been very accurate at the time, the technology has changed very dramatically in that period. And so what was once superb is now less superb. Less superb. And uh, in a recent uh, video... The concept of the HDR-capable display, which you mentioned just now, was mentioned, but very softly, and it kind of slipped past my attention initially. But well, I am grateful that you have so vehemently... Hmm, I like that word. Well, that's the word for this episode, well, That's for sure. it, man. Done it. Uh, pointed out that the display's one would need to gain whatever benefit there is from this. And for most of us, that's not it. Thank you to our listeners. One more thing to stuff into your Christmas stocking for pondering the night before, when all through the house, etc., etc., etc. I remain Gordon. And I am still Ross. I want to thank everyone for listening. If you like something you've heard or something you've read and want to support the channel, please click the buy me a coffee link. 
my doctor says I drink enough coffee now, but perhaps yeah, switch to the real stuff. Yeah, something <laughs> else might help, and it does support the channel. If you do shop at BNH Photo Video, please use the link on the main site, which pays a very small commission, but it is helpful and it doesn't cost you anything. Please do subscribe to the articles and to the podcast so you get notified whenever a new one comes out. And I think that's it. So thanks, partner. Thank you, everybody, for the Make Better Photos and Videos podcast. We bid you peace.